Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 56. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, friends, we're going to be looking at some of the ways that training can support both non-medical and medical transition pathways for trans and gender diverse folks. Yes. Now, I did speak about this way back in episode number one of the podcast. Yes. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, or you can probably listen to it right where you're listening to this episode. (laughs) But worth having it here. Now, today I really want to take a look at how getting active can support whatever transition avenues that you may be following. See, I've worked with so many TGD folks from places all around the world who have all been interested in adding movement to their lives to help them affirm their identities. Now, some folks have wanted to use training to change the shape of their bodies, and this is totally valid, and it's something that I did early on. It's what I used training for. I got into kettlebells. I wanted to get more muscular. I wanted to get leaner. That was my jam. But other folks are wanting to get into it simply to be able to learn how to move their bodies in ways that help them feel good, because that is also valid. It doesn't have to have like X goal for you to move your body in ways. Moving your body in and of itself is amazing and it's not about having a particular physique or trying to have particular physical changes that you're working for either. So movement in all its forms can play a huge part in also supporting our mental health, not necessarily our physical health, well definitely our physical health, but also our mental health. And I know I've touched on this, but moving helps stimulate those hormones in our brain that can help us feel better. And I've learned that this is often a big motivator for people as physical training kind of becomes a part of their life. They have these not just physical changes, but emotional changes as well. They connect more with their bodies. They start to actually feel things that they didn't realize that they could feel. And whether that's just sensing parts of their bodies and what it does and how it moves and stuff like that, it's really neat. And it does happen regardless of what type of training you're doing, that does start to develop. You do develop a pretty excellent connection with your body because you can't avoid your body when you're training. See, this just highlights how differently each of us pursue our transitions and the many forms that it can take. And because transitioning is not just about physically changing our bodies, contrary to what people think, (laughs) and it's often viewed as the most stereotypical way of training is that we come out as transgender, as gender diverse, as gender fluid, as any sort of TGD identity, and then the immediate thing is, oh, well, what are you going to change about yourself? Well, we don't necessarily have to change anything about ourselves because transitioning involves 
working through and understanding the ways that we see ourselves and the ways that we perceive ourselves. And it's not often thought like this. It's such a big deal for people to be read by others in a certain way. But more importantly than that, and something that I've learned over my time while I've been transitioning, is the way that you can view yourself, understand yourself, where you want to be. And the idea of where you think you want to be may not actually be where you end up. And that's okay. We evolve our ideas about ourselves and our thoughts about ourselves and our perceptions about ourselves over time. That's a super cool thing. Nothing is set in stone. And we can and we should really be flexible in exploring all the ways that may feel good for us to start moving or transitioning or just being in general. And none of our transition has to be about fulfilling a stereotype of masculinity and femininity. That's right. (laughs) It doesn't have to fulfill that stereotype. Your transition does not have to fit into a box at all. Now, movement can be an excellent non-medical transition avenue, and it can also be an excellent support for medical transition avenues as well. It's like the all-around rad thing that can go with anything. It's like that complimentary item of clothing. It goes with everything. (laughs) Now, you may be someone that is transitioning or thinking about transitioning and wondering about your options or avenues. And this is where so many of us find ourselves at some point in time, even if it's not at the start of our transition. We may get to a point where we've been coming out and we've transitioned for a few years and it's just like, well, what do I, where am I at right now? Like, do I want to actually do anything differently? And that's a cool point to be at because obviously we've been able to work to a point where it's like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about where I am. What next? Now, just as a disclaimer here, You don't have to transition in any way at all to be valid in your identity as a person that is trans or gender diverse. And it's really confining and limiting to have the view that that is the case. And it's pushed so often and it buys into the messed up stereotype regarding the binary that is pushed by so many cis folks. Oh, we're transitioning, so what one are you becoming? Is like the, the one of the most messed up things you hear people say. But there's this presumption that if you're transitioning, we're going from one to the other. And it's harmful. And it's also often perpetuated by binary trans folks. Now, I get that maybe if you're listening, you are a binary trans person, you may have gotten a little bit defensive there. That's okay. It's okay to have those feelings come up. Maybe reflect on why they come up for you. Are you someone who perhaps does think that it's important to ascribe to the binary? Because it's well and good for you to have that belief. That is totally valid. You are welcome to that. But not everyone ascribes to the binary. In my opinion, the binary is a construct. And it's not a requirement for any of us to uphold the binary or uphold someone else's opinions of the binary. We only uphold our own opinions. So... If you're feeling a little bit challenged by that, just take that moment, reflect on why, because you've got some stuff coming up in there for you and working through those could actually be a really valuable insight and lesson. Now, (laughs) now that that's out of the way, let's have a look at some of your options, because what I've learned is that depending on the outcomes you're seeking in regards to how you want to look or feel, you have a variety of options to choose from. Yes, some folks want to change their bodies to present more mask or more femme, as I mentioned. And that is totally okay. It is totally valid. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change your body to fit within that binary. That is 100% okay. Now, 
what isn't okay is the way that masculine and feminine is perceived. <laughs> because when it comes to physical activity, what is perceived as being masculine is developing more muscle tone or muscle mass. And what is perceived as being more feminine is having that leaner physique, a rounder, curvier hips and butt and boobs. Now, to be totally honest, and I know I've spoken about this in the past, these physiques are based on toxic stereotypes of masculinity and femininity. As an example, someone who may be cis and AFAB may also want to be really muscular, have a whole lot of bulk and be just ripped as, but that does not make them any less feminine. It doesn't mean they want to be a man. It doesn't mean there's anything about them that's actually manly or masculine, but that's not the message that is spoken. It's usually if someone wants to be big and muscular in some way, well, they must want to be a man. And it's just not true. You can be 100% ripped and solid as big bulky muscles and still be completely feminine in that. So don't think that a particular physique is going to represent a particular binary because that's just not true. <laughs> it's not a particular physique is not owned by one gender or another. That is completely untrue. So... If you do decide to get more active and you want to have an end goal that is somewhere within that physicality of being, you know, super muscular, lean, toned, or more petite, more curvy, that is okay. But don't think it's going to define your identity as being whatever it is that you identify as. Because regardless of your identity, if you want to develop lean muscle mass, you can. And... To do that, you would practice specific types of weight training to help you. Now, I've spoken about the different ways that you can train and the physical outcomes that they create a little while back in a mini series that I did about understanding ways you can train. These were episodes 22, 24, 26, and 27. I'll link to them in the show notes, or you can listen to them right here where you're listening to this podcast episode. They go over just a general idea for you of what training does and the outcomes it has on your body because developing muscle requires a particular type of training. We're developing muscle endurance, also a different type of training. So there's this mistake to think that one type of training does all the things. It doesn't. <laughs> now, weight training is a really common way that folks want to develop muscles and it's a valid way to do it. It's generally how it's done. And I get it. I train with weights and they are so much fun. There's nothing wrong with using weights. And if you're looking to change your shape without gaining muscle, maybe you want to increase your body fat. And that is totally okay because this is a goal that people have. It's not always going to be conventional and that's fine. There are so many ways that you can move your body that will either develop muscle and these are doing things like light to moderate intensity cardio training lifting weights walking getting more sleep or eating to 80 percent full all of these things are going to help influence your physical development in the ways that you want when you're training but for people who want to increase their fat tissue now this can become a little bit trickier because it's going to require some thought and it's going to require an approach that is sustainable. Now, there's nothing wrong with this. I think it's 100% valid if you are someone who wants to have more curves. Amazing. If that's going to help you feel great about you, perfect. There is nothing wrong with that. But it's important to keep in mind that there are ways that you can do it that are going to be more sustainable and help you reach your goal. And there are ways that are going to be less sustainable that you may find 
you go beyond where it is that you wanted your goal uh, appearance to be. And this gain in fat tissue is done by eating. Now, it is possible to increase your body fat sustainably and to a certain point. And if you are going to do that, I would recommend that you get in touch with someone who is qualified, a nutritionist or a nutrition coach who has an idea of how food influences the body. But I am going to be honest with you, most people are probably not going to understand that as a goal, as a physical goal, because a lot of people ascribe to that stereotype that people, all people must want to lose weight or all people must want to gain more muscle. People couldn't possibly want anything other than those two things. So you may find it a little bit challenging to find someone who's actually going to understand what you're working towards or what you're wanting to achieve. So keep that in mind. But look around because there could very well be folks out there who can support you. I, I really recommend finding those people. They are going to be much more helpful for you than you trying to do it on your own and maybe guess a little bit on what is the right or wrong way to do that. Now, if you're thinking of getting active as part of your transition to change your physical appearance or support you, I'd strongly recommend that you start by making a list. That's right. <laughs> start by listing how you think you may want to present to others, but also, and more importantly, how you want to see yourself because that's going to influence the activities you try out and so much more and be as detailed as you like and don't just think about how you look think about how you want to feel in your body because this is so important and I know I mentioned it just a, a little moment ago talking about training developing that connection with your body because it does you become very present in your body when you start training and this means you have a choice in how you want to feel in your body, how you want to feel when you lay down, when you sit, walk, stand, bend, lean, move vigorously or any of the ways that you can possibly move. Think about how you want to feel when you're doing that stuff because, and I know to start with, it's always awkward, it's always uncomfortable, especially when you're learning new movements. That's okay. But when you start thinking about how you want to feel, it really gives us an opportunity to make better informed decisions about what actions we may take to help us get there. And it can actually be helpful for you as it may change your ideas of how you thought you wanted to feel because that's totally okay for things to change and evolve. And this list is not set in stone. So it's really great to remember that it will evolve as you explore what you want and how you want to get there. And that's amazing. You can always reference back to it. You can cross things off. You can add new things on there. It's exciting like that. <laughs> you could seriously plan your whole transition this way by writing down your thoughts and ideas in a list of maybe things that you would want in your life, how you want to dress, all of that. Now, once you've gotten a list and written down a bit of an idea of how you think you want to feel, how you want to see yourself, the next list, because there's more than one, <laughs> is writing down all the ways that you think that you would like to get active, all the activities you've maybe looked at and thought, this could be neat. Be as creative as you like too. It doesn't have to fall within those conventional means of moving your body. There are some really amazing and uh, not so mainstream ways of moving that are really fun, that are really great and can be really accessible. So write down everything that you think you could possibly do that you may like to try 
And this may take a little time and a little research as well, but that's okay because it's always great to know what possibilities you have and what options you have. And your choice in how you want to move may depend on your access to your activity of choice, to trainers and coaches that are around you, to funds, that's a big one, and to equipment as well because certain equipment does help us reach particular outcomes So it's okay to keep this in mind that, you know, maybe you've got a list of things and some things are maybe not accessible for you at the moment. Don't write them off because our circumstances are not always going to be how they are right now. They can change. And that's a neat thing because it means you may have something that you'd really love to do. You can't do it now, but maybe it's something that you can work towards being able to access. And that's rad. And in the meantime, maybe there's something a little bit more accessible that you can do. And that's what you're working on. That's what you're working towards. So feel really good about that. Don't write anything off simply because of your current circumstances, because it can change. And then you may actually get the opportunity to do that thing that you were really hanging out for and you really felt like you wanted to do. Now, when you are looking around, maybe you've written your list now and you're like, okay, I'm going to check some stuff out. Find those places where you think you might like to try it out. And if they have them, utilize the free trials. I cannot stress enough how great it is if you can go to a space and they're offering like a week for free or a couple classes or whatever. Try those out because you're going to get a really great idea of what it's going to be like working in that space, what it's going to feel like for you, whether you're vibing with the other people that are there, with the coaches, whether you even like the activity because on the outside, maybe things look a bit neat, but then once you start, you're like, "Mm, this is not my jam. (laughs) That's okay. While we're on free trials, I will mention our free trial that we have. (laughs) We run a free trial that you can jump into so that you can try out our online training. You can have a bit of a go at some exercises, moving at home, finding some new ways to move, working with me, working with Zay, and just seeing if this is something that may be up your way that you like doing. And you can do this from home. You don't actually need anything Yes, <laughs> I will put a link to that in the show notes so that if you want to, you can pop in and try it out or you can just go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co, go to the free trial, press the button and fill in the details and boom, you're away. It's that easy. <laughs> now, when you're looking around for ways to move or train, it's good to keep in mind that certain activities will offer you certain outcomes, as I said. Now, you may want to base your practices on working towards a particular physical goal. And that is flipping glorious. Do that. (laughs) But it may limit your choices somewhat. Now, another option that you can try is to practice multiple ways of moving your bodies. And it doesn't have to be all in on everything. You can do complementary things. You don't have to train just for the sake of training. Though in saying that, I did spend about six years training with kettlebells just for the sake of training with kettlebells. They were my sport. I trained for the sake of training and there's nothing wrong with that. But once I started training with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I had this amazing mind-blowing realization that I can actually use my training to support any grappling or sparring that I do and help to develop my abilities and my way that I can move and the strength that I have to translate to my sport. I'm, I'm, this is not an 
this is not a new idea. <laughs> just took me a little while to have the realization. I'm pretty sure this has been around for a long, long time. <laughs> Way to go, Bowie. <laughs> but that is something you can try. Now, there's really no wrong way to do it. It's all based on what you feel you have the capacity to. You certainly don't have to double up on trainings. You can just have one, like one sport, and that's your thing. That's okay. Definitely rock that. <laughs> but just be mindful that whatever you decide to do, physical changes don't come quickly. They take time. You think about the time it's taking you to get to where you are now. And so to change that, it's going to take a, a somewhat extended period of time to start shifting that because, you know, it's got to be relative to how long it takes us to get to a point to then change from that point. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. We all have that starting point. But just when it comes to doing any sort of activity, if you find it's something like, yeah, I could probably give this a go, I can't recommend enough importance of sticking to it for maybe four to six months because that is going to be long enough for your body to adapt and for you to actually start seeing significant physical changes because it takes time and especially if you start a sport or an activity or a training or whatever and to start with you're not good at it doesn't mean you need to quit. <laughs> it's okay to be not good at things to start with. Most of us, when we start new things, aren't good at it. And that is okay. It's not a reason to not do it. Just because you maybe tried a couple of times and be like, well, I'm not very good with this. Doesn't mean you're not going to get good at it, but it takes practice. So be mindful of that. And it takes time to have our bodies adapt and adjust. Don't write things off just because you're not good at it straight away. When I started training with kettlebells, it took me months and months to be able to even understand the very basic kettlebell swing. It's not basic, it's a technical move. But it took me like three months before I could even do one swing properly. And I thought about quitting, but it's like, no, because I know I, if I keep trying it, I'm going to get it. And that's the thing. It can be easy if you start something to stop because you're not good at it. And I know it doesn't feel comfortable being not great at something. And especially when other, pe other people are around you and they're like all right at it. And you're like, I, I, like, I feel really awkward and <laughs> I feel like I'm standing out because I'm not great at it. But just remember, it's okay to not be good at things to start with. There's nothing wrong with that. We have to learn. We have to practice these things so that we can get better. And that takes time. So just remember that. Don't write something off just because you're not great at it to start with. That's okay. It's all part of it. Now, if you're someone who wants to gain fat on your body to become more curvier, to help that help you feel aligned with where you are, that's perfect. And there are ways to do it, as I mentioned a moment ago, by changing how you eat. Now, when I say that, I mean, there's the quick and rushed way of doing it where you just eat pretty much anything you can think of, whether it's uh, unprocessed or highly processed foods. And you might find that you get to where you're wanting to go in a real hurry. But long term, that's not necessarily going to be sustainable for you because you might find that you start ending up not looking like how you want to look. And that would be a bummer. So practicing this sustainably is really important. If you are going to approach gaining some fat tissue, take it slow. The same way that you would if you're starting any sort of physical training. Just gradually over time, don't aim for like a really short period of time. You're like, I want to be here by then. It's like, no, 
approach it exactly the same way that you would any sort of training session, being that you want to take your time. You want the change to be gradual because gradual changes in our bodies are far more sustainable. As I said, look for a nutritionist, look for a nutrition coach, have have a chat with them. Those people are going to know how you can sustainably increase your fat tissue in a way that will help you get to where you want to get to. And then that's awesome. <laughs> but, but again, it may actually may not be as easy as you think either. Sometimes when we approach nutrition in certain ways to reach a goal, that also takes time and it takes time for our body to adjust and adapt. And it takes time for us to find uh, a routine and in getting into new habits as well. Now, what if you can't find anything at all that you think you may want to try? That's okay. <laughs> as I said, you don't have to follow conventional practices. You can move in the ways that you enjoy moving, however that may be. The most important thing here is that regardless of what you do, do it in a way that helps you feel good about your body. It doesn't matter about the activity. It's not like you need to do X amount of time doing X movement to get you where you want to be. That's that's not true. Our body doesn't recognize things like that. If our body is moving, it's like, okay, I'm moving. Stuff's going to be happening here. That's all that matters. Do the things that help you feel good. And those, those physical outcomes that you may be looking for don't matter if you don't feel good about you. That's what is most important here. Don't trade off something you enjoy for superficial goals because then you're not going to be happy. (laughs) So so you may really like a particular activity, but it may not get you where you think you want to be. And that's okay. Maybe the enjoyment of the activity, the way you feel in your body, the fulfillment that you get simply from practicing that is actually more important than what you thought the physical goal would be. That's an amazing lesson to have. (laughs) What a win. And this, this doesn't mean that it's the wrong activity for you. And if you really enjoy it, perhaps reassessing your goals and what is realistic for you is something to look into because our goals aren't set in stone. Just because we set ourselves something to work towards doesn't mean it can't change, doesn't mean it can't be flexible, doesn't mean we can't go, actually, that's actually not what I want. It's okay to do that. (laughs) So be really flexible there. The most important thing, whatever practice you're undertaking here, whatever way you're deciding to move your body, whatever way you want to train, make sure that you're doing it in a way that helps your body feel good. Go back to that list you've made. Check out what you've got there. You can add things. You can take things away. You can even write notes next to things or have those as goals to work towards. You know, you might have it that you have a particular sport you want to try out, but right now it's just not where you're at. It's not accessible for you for whatever reason. Take your time. Make that a long-term goal. Look at what steps you can take to help you get there. Exciting. (laughs) The lists are great for that. (laughs) Now let's have a look at what we've touched on today. We've looked at how you can plan and explore your options when it comes to how you may want to add movement or training or a physical goal to your life to support your transition. Remember, write down as many things as you think you may enjoy, investigate those, research, find stuff out, and then you can make an informed decision. We've looked at how you can do it by sitting down, writing that list, hooray for lists, uh about what you 
want to feel like as you transition, all those steps, how you want to feel, how you want to see yourself, your perception of you is the most important thing. Then once you've got an idea of the ways you think you want to feel and how you want to see yourself, you can start writing a list of how you want to move in the ways that will affirm that for you because there are so many options out there. And we've looked at taking a moment to reflect on the fact that the importance of being flexible and understanding that there is more than one way to achieve your goal is so important because just because you make a decision doesn't mean you can't change your mind and there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. It doesn't mean you're failing. It means that where you're at is different to where you thought you were going to be or where you're heading is not where you want to be or you just don't enjoy the thing and you want to try a new thing. It's all valid. It's okay to be flexible. It's okay to change your goals. There is no failure in that. So long as you are doing the things that are helping you feel good about you and good about your body. Now you can find all the details from today's show in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who may benefit from this episode or another one, friends, please share it with them. If you want to spread it around to everyone you know, Amazing. Do it. (laughs) Anyone who you think that may get some help from having a listen, I would love that. Now, if you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can send us a message there. You can check out our trial and you can check out all of the other training programs that we have available. If you don't want to go to our website, that's okay. You can find us on social media. You can go to Facebook and find us at Fearless Movement Collective or Instagram by going to non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot envy. Yes. (laughs) And until next week, friends, remember, you can transition any way that you like and you can use movement and training in so many different ways to help you get there. So be curious about how you can move your body and how you want to feel. But be flexible in understanding that change takes time and things aren't going to be perfect or right the first time. Have a right as day, pals. <laughs>